Welcome to the universe of trusting divinity, hosted by yours truly, Wendy Von Dam, aka Ms. Divinity. Here at Trusting Divinity, we explore how to do life in the messy middle. May you put down perfection and be clothed in the grace of Christ as you open your heart and mind to a life of possibility, one that you love beyond your wildest dreams. Thanks for joining me for today's episode. Hey there, friend. Thank you for being here, for choosing to fill yourself with messages that uplift and inspire. In the last episode, I briefly introduced each of the words of intention that assist me in accepting the grace of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Today begins a deeper dive into the foundational principles that make up this magical world of accepting grace. My heart so desires to share with you a few of the things God has been teaching me and, most importantly, to invite you to consider adopting this mantra, I accept grace in your own world. Before we get started, let's take a collective breath or two. Let's just slow down the rat race of life. Take a moment to find and reconnect with your inner peace. Breathe in. And then breathe out. Breathe in. And then breathe out. As you connect with this stillness and peace, for just a moment, I invite you to seek heaven's assistance in opening your heart and your mind to this message all about who you really are. I invite you to pay specific attention to how you feel inside as you hear and receive the divine truth of that which lives inside. Thank your angels for sharing such a beautiful message with you and for helping you discern which parts and pieces your heart specifically needs today in this moment. The I in our mantra is all about identity. Because my friend, remembering who and whose you are changes everything. Remembering that God loves you simply because he created you changes everything. Remembering that you are more than enough today, right now in this moment, changes everything. Remembering that your value and worth are infinite and absolute because they were purchased with a price changes everything. Remembering that it's not about your worthiness, but instead it's about receiving for yourself the worthiness of Christ, 
that, my friend, changes everything. So this first intention of identity is all about remembering who you are in Christ. We have recently welcomed two new precious baby girls into our extended family, and my heart yearns to spend time with these beautiful nieces, to bask in their perfection, to sit in awe and wonder of the process of creation, and to simply be near the peace and the calm that they are. These sweet and precious souls have much to teach us about who we really are and just how much God loves, adores, and cherishes each of us. They remind us of innocence, purity, and unconditional love. It's amazing to me just how quickly they steal our hearts simply because of who they are. Quite frankly, there is very little doing going on with a fresh slice of heaven. They simply be all they were created to be. And we fall madly and deeply in love with their tiny features, their oohs and ahs, the smiles that come as their little tummies settle. And we love to be in their presence and enjoy their snuggles. So what happens? Where and when do we lose the knowing that we are incredible, beautiful, precious, innocent, and pure? What causes us to forget how cherished, loved, and adored we are by our heavenly parents? If by chance you live in a world that's similar to mine, As you look around, you will see that at the core of the waves raging all around is a constant battering of identity. It seems that so many experiences of this telestial world are constantly beckoning us to forget who and whose we are. We are all given our own experiences that test our ability to remember who we are at our core. And somewhere along the way, it seems the lies of this world, the traditions of our fathers, the circumstances we signed up to endure, become the treacherous waves raging all around that beckon us to forget the truth of who we are. Letting the lies of this world float on by rather than allowing them to stick can be a challenge. So often we end up thinking that circumstances define us and those around us. We simply forget that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. And we begin taking upon ourselves labels and judgments that often are anything but true. What if, my friend, your heavenly parents see you through the lens that I see my nieces through? What if they know you are yet a child, learning and growing? They certainly don't expect you to have it all figured out simply because you've reached adulthood in the view of this world. And what if 
they created a plan, one where each and every mistake would be blotted out. It's a merciful plan, one full of love, kindness, compassion, and understanding. It's also a plan full of holy invitations, invitations to let go of the lies of this world, to rise above the judgments and labels, and simply be all they intended for you. What if what they want most is time to sit with and snuggle you, to just be with you? I'm sure they'll remind you of their most merciful plan. They'll whisper to your heart that you're simply being too hard on yourself. They'll teach you about Jesus, how your value and worth are whole and complete because of who he is. They will remind you, just like I remind my six-year-old, there is a process to learning and growing that most of the time is messy and mistakes are easily crossed out or erased. Heaven will continually encourage you to replace the labels, the judgments, the misunderstandings, and the lies with the truth of who you are. This, my friend, is a key component in accepting grace. So let's head to the Word of God for a moment and discover 10 truths of who heaven says you are. In Romans 6.11, you are reminded that you are alive in Christ. In Romans 8.17, you are accepted. Ephesians 1.4, you are blameless. Ephesians 1.3, you are blessed. John 15, verse 16, you are chosen. Ephesians 1, 7, you are forgiven. Jeremiah 31, 3, you are loved. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, you are a new creation in Christ. Galatians 5, 1, you are no longer a slave but free. In 2 Nephi 2.26, you are redeemed. Now, with all of this said, it's important to remember that because of the fall of Adam and Eve, you have opposition within yourself. You have a true self, the one we've been getting to know above, and you have a false self, a natural man or woman who at times leads you to feel broken and hopeless. The false self is fueled by the lies, the labels, the judgments, and the limits of this world. So to end today's episode, I bring you lyrics to another song, one that will give you hope, especially when you find yourself frustrated by the false self. This song is called Broken Things by Matthew West. If grace was a kingdom, I'd stopped at the gate, thinking I don't deserve to pass through. 
after all of the mistakes that I've made. But I heard a whisper as heaven bent down and said, Child, don't you know that the first will be last and the last get a crown? Now, I'm just a beggar in the presence of a king. I wish I could bring so much more. But if it's true, you use broken things, then here I am, Lord. I am all yours. The pages of history, they tell me it's true, that it's never the perfect. It's always the ones with the scars that you use. It's the rebels and the prodigals. It's the humble and the weak. All the misfit heroes you chose tell me there's hope for sinners like me. Now I'm just a beggar in the presence of a king. I wish I could bring so much more. But if it's true, you use broken things, then here I am, Lord. I am all yours. Grace is a kingdom with gates open wide. There's seat at the table just waiting for you. So come on inside. My friend, it doesn't matter where you are at in your journey, what battles you are facing with your natural and false self. Jesus Christ has used broken things throughout the pages of history and can use you too. Maybe you've heard before that your mess is your message. Just last night, I was discussing this very thing with a group of people, that what we are called to live through oftentimes becomes the very thing we feel called to help others endure and overcome. So, the invitation with identity is to simply begin today. To interrupt those negative voices in your head, the ones who say you simply will never be enough. Replacing them with the truths of who you are in Jesus Christ. The atonement, my friend, is complete. It has already been done. So when he says you are redeemed, he means it. And it's intentionally stated in the past. To finish up, let's just bring it full circle and end with another collective breath. Let's spend a moment breathing in the truth of redemption. Breathe in those words. I am redeemed. And then breathe out. Simply returning to peace. Breathe in. I am redeemed. And then breathe out, returning to peace. Thank you so much for being here and for listening. Today, before I let you go, I have a couple of asks. I am certain that you have a friend, a mom, a sister, or a neighbor who would benefit from this message of divine identity. And I would be honored to have you share this episode with them. And I would love to hear your biggest aha from today's episode. 
Will you share with me what words you needed today? Send me an email to wendy at trustingdivinity.com and let me know what spoke to your heart today. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and join me next week as we dive a little deeper into the intention of abundance. All my love, Ms. Divinity. Hey there, thanks for listening. If you have already accepted my invitation and are claiming me as your friend, I want to thank you in advance for posting a raving review on your favorite podcast platform. If by chance you are still a little unsure about this blossoming friendship, I invite you to simply stick around and keep listening.